0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. We're back with John and Drake. It's Tuesday night, back to our old uh, usual night from last season, so we're all ready to go here. We got the guys all ready, and uh, Drake, man, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing great.
1: I'm happy to be here this week, guys.
0: And uh, John, welcome to the show, my man. How's it going? Good, good. Doing well, man. Looking forward to chatting about some hoops. And so last week, John and I talked about a handful of things. I'm looking at the standings right now. We got Washington with the best record in the East. Cavaliers sitting there at five. Uh, the Bucks down there at 11. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, Drake, since we, since we missed you last weekend, what are your thoughts on this Eastern Conference standing so far?
1: Well, I think it's exactly what we talked about before the season. Uh, Washington would be the clear front runner for one. And the rest would just kind of fall in.
0: So Mm -hmm.
1: no, it's, uh, it's fun looking at this, especially as a Cavs fan, because I'm used to this, uh, early season hype kind of fun. Um, but I, I think we have some clear teams that are going to stick around in, in, in this playoff mix. Um, so looking at it, we got the Sixers at seven Hornets at eight. I think, I don't think anyone can argue those Sixers without Embiid right now too. Um, Celtics, you know they're kind of just a strange team.
0: Well, they're they're treading water without Jalen right now. So to be honest, seven and seven ain't so bad. He's been out for a while now.
1: Yep. Um, and then you got the Hawks. Obviously, we expect them to sneak in. We expect the Pacers and Bucks are going to be in the mix. So this list, we got some fallers. People are going to fall out of this. Um, I think the Raptors might be one of those teams that probably isn't a playoff team this year um -hmm. the bulls is is for real siakam is back and he's playing well um so you never know about that team the knicks we assume they're a playoff team it's hard to it's hard to kick someone out right now even the hornets uh, maybe john has some, some some
0: thoughts on that yeah, John, what do we make of looking at this? Uh first of all, does anyone know when Joel Embiid's coming back? We got a question from Justin. I haven't seen anything on Joel Embiid. It's he has to
1: it's he's in the COVID protocol. So it's it's a day-to-day thing, Justin. It's I have him on my team, so I, I follow him like every couple hours I check. So, so this was
0: Monday, November eighth. So we are yeah. a full eight days beyond that. So I would imagine Sometime this week, he's going to get activated. Usually it's a seven to 10 day thing. So who knows? I don't know the schedule for him this week, uh, but I would figure maybe this 18th or probably the 20th, he'll be back. I would think
1: the 20th is more realistic. Yeah.
0: So uh, John, what's uh, I like, my favorite question is what basketball games did John watch in the last week? And what can you tell us about the Eastern conference?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I did not watch a lot of games from the East. I caught a couple, you know, highlights. Uh, especially wanted, I checked out the Cavs, uh, Celtics highlights because I was really interested to see some Mobley action. Um, that was a, that was a, you know both teams were missing key players. Um, watched some Raptors Pistons highlights. As disgusting as that maybe sounds, just because of some fantasy interest in my my always growing killian hayes interest um and uh so i've seen I've seen some trash basketball teams mm-hmm. do some interesting things um overall with this eastern conference picture i think drake makes the best point possible there's definitely going to be some fallers, right there's there's some people in here that are definitely pretenders the interesting thing to me is the team I thought of these 10 teams that are currently in the playoff mix for the East. I think that the the best candidate for the faller is the team at the top. So I don't know. At some point the wizards are going to be too sticky. They're going to be too stuck in the playoff mix to, to actually fall out. Uh, right now, I think it's early enough where they could easily still be that team. But um Eventually, I'm, I'm going to flip the switch on them because they just continue to win games and actually look competent. So um, as of now, I still think they're going to miss the playoffs. But talk to me, maybe before the end of this calendar year, I might change my opinion on that. So um, I, I definitely think – I don't know how, how much I like the Pacers making it, just given the depth of everything but I think the Raptors and the Wizards fall out and the Bucks and the Hawks take their spot. I have no idea what the, the, that order for the, the final 10 teams is going to look like. Um, <laughs> East has just been weird this year, and there's a lot of, as we all know, there are a lot of injuries to key teams or a lot of COVID things going on with key, key teams right now. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just kind of making for a, a, a lot of randomness.
0: The Wizards are interesting. I think they can be a play-in team, the 7-10 to 10 range. They're, I mean, they're going to have some kind of stretch where they're not going to be able to maintain this win streak that they're on. So they're going to probably fall down. But between Toronto, uh, the Hornets could be you know, falling out of here. They're, they're going to probably slide in somewhere right into this range, I would expect, over the long term. But so far, it's looking like the Pacers, Pistons, and Magic, we can kind of rule them out. I don't know. Indiana's close. Like, What's wrong with Indiana? I haven't really seen them play much. Uh, but I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what are they missing right now. It's it's a new coach,
1: um, so a new system. I know Lavert's out. Um, who who else is out there? Is Sabonis playing.
2: Um, Sabonis has just been underperforming. Like last yeah. year, he was like a twenty-four and twelve, and this year he's like a eighteen and eleven. Uh, obviously, TJ
1: Warren's still out. I I can't count this Pacers team out because I think eventually they probably figure it out. That's why the East is so hard for me right now. Like I could, you know, in good conscience, maybe kick the Cavs out, but
0: I won't do that. So. (laughs) Well, it looks like the Pacers problem is their depth. They're not really strong with their sixth, seventh and eighth. It ends.
1: Yeah. It ends at like six.
0: And I know Duarte is injured right now. um, So he's not going to play maybe this week. We'll see. Uh, but Pacers are just kind of lacking. But this is a fun top to bottom Eastern Conference. If you want to look at the Western Conference real quick, Golden State continues to play really well at 11-2. They just lost their second game of the season just a day or so ago. So that that's shocking to see. Uh, and then we got a, a handful of bottom dwellers. There's more bottom dwellers on the West than there is – in the east and it looks like these five teams right here that we see in the west like these are almost guaranteed the teams that are not going to make it maybe the kings fall and maybe someone else moves up but uh john what are we what are we feeling with the western conference
2: yeah no i think there are six teams that probably deserve to miss the playoffs in this conference and so it's going to be which one accidentally lands in that 10 Mm -hmm. spot because i think those top nine are pretty are, are really good um, really strong teams, all very, very, you know, interesting playoff uh, competitors. The Blazers have really stunk it up to begin this season, but um, I, I'm a big Dame believer. I, I definitely expect him to bounce back as the year, you know, gets stronger as the year goes on. Um the Grizzlies at seven and seven actually surprised me a bit because every time I look at any of the stats, they always tell me the Grizzlies are just going ape shit. They're having an awesome season. Um they obviously have uh I mean they're five and five over their last ten. So they're pretty much five, you know, five hundred across the board the entire season this year. Um I- I'm just surprised to see them so low. Um, and LeBron hasn't really played much, so Lakers at eight and seven is is it's interesting that they're treading water without their guy. Um, and I feel like luka has been kind of underperforming, at least like statistically this season. I wouldn't say you know he's he's played poorly. It's not as extreme as like Dame Lillard or some of the other stars, we've, or like James Harden to, to start the season. But um, for the Mavericks to be at nine and four and Luca to not be on an MVP pace is very interesting to me. I feel like the Mavericks have more upside as the year goes on if Luca can kind of round himself in a form and I know Luca I just had to slide him to my IR uh
0: he's missing I think the next game here let me pull this up he's got the red O there it was a ankle injury so he's not playing tomorrow night um he exited last night's game kind of early so we'll see how long that keeps him out but he's been healthy the whole season and uh he's putting up a lot of numbers and stuff. It just doesn't seem like he was on the pace that he was last year. Maybe that's just the product of a better unit around him, I guess, uh, which is less Luka, more wins. I guess that's a pretty good recipe uh, for, for real life basketball. Uh, but I don't know, Drake, anything else stick out? I don't know how much Western conference B-ball you've been able to watch, but anything sticking out for you here, any predictions uh, with I've, some of these bottom teams? I've
1: actually watched more Western conference than I have Eastern conference this year. Um, Of course, the Thunder always spiked my interest. They're on a two-game loser right now, but they're having fun there. Um, They're kind of like the Cavs team of a year ago. I think they're on that trajectory um, to kind of next year be in that mix. you got a bunch of young players finally figuring it out. You've got veterans, and you'll have people coming back. I'm going to upset a lot of of our viewers right now, but I think the Portland Trailblazers are – trash i think it's a terribly run team i think everything they've done to this point has just aged dame lillard and now he's getting to the point where <clears throat> you gotta move him dame's gotta go uh, it's not because of dame it's because of what the trailblazers have failed to do with this team and i think at this point you need to admit what you are and you can be a sub 500 team or you can start the rebuild and you can move Dame and create that, uh, start of the rebuild. You can get a Ben Simmons. So that's
0: I'm just not saying.
1: a, that's not a bad start to your rebuild.
0: You know? So I'm just, I'm just looking at their current depth chart and their kind of roster for fantasy right now. You got Lillard and McCollum, but after that, everything else is inconsistent and questionable. So yeah. they need, it, it, it. there's almost like a too many cooks in the kitchen t- kind of thing. They're playing a lot of guys, deep minutes right now. If you, I guess if you were to move Lillard or make a move, uh, maybe that's a little bit uh, better where there's less is more, more quality players playing more minutes, you got a weird Nance and Zeller rotation right now behind Nurkic. I don't know how well that's working.
2: Uh, but, John, John, have you seen much Portland at all this year? I haven't really watched Portland, no. Um, and, actually, last I checked, Lillard was performing much worse than what we see here. He's still not moving the ball. He doesn't seem to be facilitating as much as years past. But his scoring is definitely you know, on the comeback, so, um, like, just his normal points. Um, and so that's obviously a big translator into fantasy points in a, in a, in a true points league. Um, so it looks like he's having a bit of a bounce back, but, um, I have no, I haven't watched them much. I think, um, you know, I, I think Drake makes a really interesting, you know, team building point, like Dame Lillard, especially now that he's on the wrong side of 30, he's absolutely his value begins to tank a little bit in other teams eyes year by year. Uh, he's got multiple years left on a contract, and he's he's closer to thirty today than he'll ever be again. Um, this is such an uh, if if the Blazers, you know, do take that a long hard look in the mirror and decide that hey, we're not com- we're not competing for anything. We're competing for like a, a nine seed right now. <laughs> um, this is the optimal time to move Lillard. So,
1: do you guys agree? Though, look at this roster. I mean, I mean they're
0: they're competing for a plan at best right at, at this point now at this point. I, can't, I can't see it getting better with the current roster you're you're banking on uh and simmons and this year little to continue to improve in, in almost each and every game and try to just lift this team up a little bit norman powell's always been really inconsistent too he'd have to hit some kind of glitch in the matrix and just start being uh you know a consistent scorer. and then if nurkic goes down i'm concerned but they have at least larry nansen zeller to plug into that hole but Uh, it's, it's, it's lacking, especially at, you know, the, the, the fourth through seventh or eighth best players. That's where they're lacking. Um, just look at the fantasy averages. Mm -hmm. You go from 35 to 24. And this is in the last, this is in the last seven days. So they have about five players averaging over 20. If I hit the the actual season, uh, we're probably looking down to, again, still only five players for fantasy. Um, and I don't know, John, what, any final thoughts on Portland?
2: No, not really. It's uh, it's not a team worth spending a whole lot of time talking about, really, because it's gross. <laughs> also,
1: we we love the Portland fans. We're not we're not here to trash. We're just we're just saying what we're seeing right now. Calling a spade a spade. You can come back midseason when they're you know twelve games over five hundred and give us crap. I'm okay
0: with that. Well, so so, so say Dame turns it on. Um, I mean, they're only two games out of you know this this Clippers range where they're... they need more
1: than that though,
0: right? So it, it's it's doable, but I think in the long run they're they're probably a six or seven seed, uh, and that's at the best of outcomes without changing anything on the roster as of today. Uh, so if I had to paint a picture, uh, they could potentially get out of the play-in game, uh, but you're relying on some pretty good teams to have some hiccups. So we'll see. Uh, but any other final thoughts on the Western Conference, or should we start diving into some actual fantasy numbers and some names? Can you dig
1: into the the Wolves just for a fantasy? Yeah. I, I don't know much about them, but they have –
2: I remember I was gonna. The only thing I was gonna say, if I said one additional thing, was about the wolves. I said I really liked what the wolves were doing like two, three weeks ago, and they—I don't think they've won a game since I uttered those words. So that that wolves are going to wolves. (laughs) The wolves will
0: wolves. You know, you know that Milwaukee Bucks game where they—they kind of just blitzed us from the start of the game. Like that was kind of like their 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 big Super Bowl game, if you will. And then (laughs) after that, it's been kind of whatever, but. Uh, so they're relatively healthy. That the main three towns, Edwards and Russell, are all playing uh, well. It looks like they're playing better. Uh, it looks like Russell's playing better than he had started the year. Uh, and then after that, it's it's murky with Beverly, Nas, Reed. I really don't know if anybody. Have you guys dabbled with any of these other dudes? From- I drafted
1: Malik Beasley.
0: Yeah, he was good last year. And I don't know. He's it's, I just you can
1: just chalk this
0: up of what John said is Wolves gonna. Yeah, and only three, only three players from the Wolves are rostered here. I think you could probably be gambling with some Nas Reed or some Patrick Beverly on a nightly basis. Reed's um, fun when he's healthy, right? We've, all, we've been
1: all all been on the Reed train before.
0: Look at that; he's put up some thirties, and he's got some questionable foot stuff going on right now. Uh, but anything? Like, did we did we cover the Wolves enough here? Anything else?
1: What
2: about Jalen
0: McDaniels?
1: That's kind of a surprising fall off.
2: Yeah, his beginning, his early season numbers were insane. He was getting some some awesome stocks, steals and blocks um, and he's he, since then he hasn't done much it looks like. So
0: is the minutes are there? I guess you can you could say that. You see some 30 minutes per game. That's that's kind of nice uh, but everything else is just too inconsistent. If he could start scoring double digits on a nightly basis that might be fine, but for the most part it's not looking
1: but he was such a – he was a fun piece last year.
0: Yeah. And was again,
1: up And you, he was kind of carrying it. But look at that, that – look at that picture. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what explains his performance.
0: So he's a guy you add to your watch list. If he starts getting consistent, he might be – he had a run last year, I think, in fantasy down the stretch, so he could be a nice player. Um, but I don't know. Um, Van, Vanderbilt's been a good player for them lately. I'm just looking at the minutes from the last seven days or so. It's been Beverly and Jalen McDaniel, or Jaden McDaniel. So that's kind of the rotation so far right now. Uh, but, John, any any other thoughts here on the Wolves, or should we bounce to another team?
2: I, l- I like that they're, they're big three, but, yeah, the rest of the roster, at least from a fantasy perspective, has been useless. <laughs> you know, like you said, you, you said it well. There, you know, I think there are games here and there where some of these guys are going to be usable, especially if one of the big three misses a game. But, um, yeah, you know, there were games where Russell missed, for example, and uh, I picked up Pat Bev for a couple of days, and he he had one, you know, game in the 20s, fantasy-wise, and then the other two were in the teens, so he even, I mean, even if, I don't know, there's just not a lot, a lot of reliable producers outside of their core. Right.
0: Um, do we have another, th- I'm trying to think of other teams that we really haven't been able to take a peek at that might have. Uh, a lot of fantasy people that we're interested in, so I'm just going to filter by points per game. Sacramento sitting here second in the West with 111.6 points per game. Can we just take a peek, just for fun? Sure, uh, what they got have to. to. We, we're gonna, we're gonna we'll do in it. that closet. If, if also, Aiden, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, we're not here to hurt you. Uh, and who and who knows, man? There could be uh, we could turn it around. Dame doesn't need much to get hot. So if if that's the diagnosis where they just need him to be, you know. And I have
1: watched some Trailblazers games because they played the
0: Cavs. Mm -hmm. I even sent John and
1: Kyle a highlight from that. of Dame lazily trying to take a layup and Mobley sending him up into uh, Space Center there.
0: So um, looking at the Kings right now, they have, um, it looks like, Eight players averaging more than 19 fantasy points per game over the last uh seven days here. Of course, De'Aaron Fox is, is a beast, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh have, have either of you guys caught in any Kings Ball? I'm gonna I'm I, I did watch some King's
1: Ball. Um it was just a stream the other night and I was super impressed. I every time I watch Halliburton, I'm impressed.
0: Mm-hmm. He's I love like
1: watching this guy play basketball.
0: Um he's just he's, he's he's intelligent with the ball. Yeah, he plays the game, you know how you want to see it.
1: Harrison Barnes is always there. I didn't know Tristan Thompson was on the
0: Kings, but at Hang least out. he's on an LA team, right? Um, anybody know Me Mitu? anybody anybody know anything here? He just had a double double last night: sixteen points, ten boards, thirty-two minutes. Um, I'm assuming
1: I think John actually plays against that guy in the off season on the courts in Chicago. There,
2: yeah. Yeah, me, uh, I know Metu used to be, or me too, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, he used to be uh, on the, the Spurs, I'm pretty sure. Um, but do I, have I watched many Kings games? Not really. And have has this guy popped up on my radar this year? Not really. <laughs> So I, I'm just intrigued because
0: I don't know who he's stealing minutes from, uh, but 32, 24, 21, he's on an uptrend right now. Like All of his minutes have gone up over the last four games. All of his points have gone up in the last four games as well. Um, so this is a guy here that we're going to want to click onto the watch list and see what happens. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is still a really good player. He's widely owned in a lot of leagues, and he's, he's playing really well. Uh, but it seems like they like to go big here with a double center What's
2: situation.
1: What's going on with Bagley?
0: Does Bagley play Bagley's
2: out of the rotation. He, he gets minutes here and there, but he's, he's as you can see, he's out of the rotation. Holy crap. And I'm not even seeing any kind of injury update no.
1: here. What, what pick was he, three?
2: Um, he was two. He was two. It was Aiden, Bagley, uh, Doncic, right? Oh, yeah,
0: oh my God. Well, here's the blurb from October 19th, the week before the season. It's clear the Kings have no plans for him in the future and yet passed on potential deals. That's from his agent. Uh, and instead they chose to bring him back, but not to play him. So he's just not even being used. It looks like Me Too or Metu is the guy here that they're rolling with. Because uh, they, they, used, they used Bagley and Rashawn Holmes in kind of a, a tall duo last year. Yeah. So it looks like this Me Too. And, hey,
1: Thompson now.
0: Yeah. So I, I just wanted to look at and see what Alex Len's minutes have been. Because he looks like the steady guy that would get maybe 15 to 20 minutes per night. And then Tristan Thompson, let's take a peek here. Um, he's just been playing sporadically as well. Uh, but yeah. fifteen, no more than twenty minutes. So I've I've heard good things about Mitchell. Yeah, uh, let's take a look at his numbers here.
1: You know, maybe it doesn't translate to fantasy all the time, but that's pretty consistent there. And, for, so a this like,
0: um, for a ten or twelve man league, this is like fringe rosterable, I would say. Where
2: um, half's got him, so half. Tell us more. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I think the first the first thing to keep in mind with Mitchell is he's a rookie. And then the second thing is the two best players on the Kings play his position. There's Darren Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. They all essentially play point guard. Um, you know, that's their natural position. I think, you know, they're kind of forcing Halliburton, Fox, Mitchell to play a lot of shooting guard, just <laughs> given the way the roster is constructed. Um, so it's not, it's not a perfect fit for Mitchell. Um, you would think he would maybe have went to a team where there's a bigger need for a floor general. But um given the situation he is in, he is absolutely maximizing his opportunities. Um, his minutes are not, you know, they are a little more variable. There's not you know he, some nights he's getting over 30, but just as many nights he's getting under 20. Um, so you know, that's probably his biggest the knock against him. but uh, when he does get minutes, he's he's doing useful things on the floor. Um, and even when he's not getting minutes, I mean, I think the, the big, the big positive with him coming into the league was outside of his leadership and maturity was his perimeter defending ability. Um, and that doesn't, and and, and that's one of the few things in, in fantasy sports basketball that doesn't always necessarily translate into points, but it's a great way to keep you on the floor. Um, and it's a great way to contribute to winning basketball. So Mitchell, Mitchell's at least for this year, um, definitely going to be one of those guys who's a lot better at, at basketball in real life than he is at basketball in fantasy. But um, I, I, you know, I'm not really sure what the Kings are trying to do with Fox Halliburton and Mitchell. They all are very interesting assets that all play the same position. Um, I just kind of assume they're going to trade one of them at some point. And if they do move on from Fox or Halliburton at some point this year, um, that which, this point would be a bad idea, but uh, Mitchell would get a big shot in the arm in terms of value. So I would pay attention, especially if you're interested in Mitchell uh, to this team around the trade deadline, because if they do move on from how I think Halliburton and Fox, Fox, especially, um, Mitchell Fox is the really, really valuable.
0: I th- I, this is an interesting exercise because if they do move Fox, like they could get a pretty – like it seems like they need a wing, a three or a four here on this team would help uh, maybe to push out Barnes or, or compete with Harrison Barnes. But um, they're running three guards over 25 minutes here. So uh, it's interesting – and they looks like they're using Mitchell as kind of that sixth or seventh man at the moment. So it's weird. They're playing like a probably a three guard lineup with like two big centers. So it's an interesting. And,
1: and Buddy's more of a guard than he is a wing. Right. And Buddy's pretty small. Yeah. Understand.
0: And he has this team is like
1: forever stuck in purgatory. Right. It's just draft after draft, and I think they made the right pick because I Mitchell is excellent. But mm-hmm. then what do you do with? I think Fox is the guy, right? Because you can get a just a King's ransom for him. Right. And Halberton, he's still your young player on a rookie contract.
0: Yeah, I think you want to build around Tyrese, uh, explore yep. what Fox can do. Tyrese and Mitchell, and obviously move Bagley, too. I don't
1: – I don't think got any value also, anymore. <laughs>
0: well,
1: I, I could have fun on 2K. I got to buy the new 2K and just take over the Kings.
0: <laughs> it's an interesting it's an interesting i like the top six players here like this it's, it's a good it's a good solid yeah.
1: like those are all good players uh but then i mean holmes is probably the most underrated player in the nba
0: mm-hmm. he's fun to watch and then it gets i guess it gets questionable with their depth for harkless me too bagley uh, but now, it wouldn't
1: have to that's they probably still have your boy uh
0: is davis there uh terrence davis yeah you're your guy Dom Thompson, thompson's there What's too he just doing sitting there so it's an interesting group. We'll see if they can figure out a way to keep the minutes up for everybody. But I, I like Mitchell's future. I don't know if it's going to happen for him this year. He's only 5% rostered. So like in a, in a 12-man league, I think I'd do it. I think i go at him. Um, but I don't know. I think we probably spent too much time on the Sacramento Kings. Um, any other – call out a team. We'll, we can take a peek at them. Something uh, strikes you. Let me know. Look at the Rockets. The Rockets. Oh, no. Oh, no. Houston, we have a problem. Let's see what is going on here. So I'm just going to filter by – we'll go by the last seven days here and we'll see who's what for fantasy. Um, KPJ, 27.8 fantasy points the last few games here. Christian Wood, uh, probably underperforming for Christian Wood here. Uh, Sean Tate playing well. Alperin, Senjin, 23.8, and Eric Gordon. Uh, Have you guys watched any Rockets? I don't know if they're even on national TV or if you've stolen a game – uh, any thoughts I've,
2: I've caught some highlights because I am interested in Jalen Green uh, and his development. Um, th- the rookies this year are, you know, the, the the stats might not always prove it out, and and this is especially true oh. early on for any for most rookie classes. But um, Jalen Green pops off the screen. If you watch Rockets highlights, if you watch Rockets games, he misses a lot of shots. He he he, he he doesn't look per, he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing all the time but when he does have some you know conviction and makes a decision he just absolutely pops off the screen. Um, now it's not translating to a really awesome fantasy year so far. Um, but he's one of those guys who maybe in the second half, I could definitely, you know, see him. And some of these guys do run into a rookie wall, so it could go on the other way on you. But if you if you believe in a guy like this, he might be an interesting guy to invest in, you know, like a semi-buy low for the second half of the year. Um, I mean, just look at the streak he's on right now. If, there's, if he's owned in your league, you know, that owner is probably, you know, not super satisfied with, a bunch of teen scores, and then a third, and one thirty over the past two weeks. So, uh, Kyle,
1: can you look at how many times I've cut him?
0: <laughs> uh, we got the Dunk Zone has dropped him twice so far this year. He was also drafted in the eighth round. Um, we could see a, a player like Jalen Green. He's going to be slow to find his rhythm. I think in his place in this league, it being a shooting guard, not having the ball always in your hand, depending on other players. Uh, But the minutes are here. If he keeps logging minutes, he's going to get more consistent and better over time. So this is a project if you have the patience. I mean, a lot of people are into him. He's 73% rostered here. So a lot of people like him. Um,
1: I've watched a lot of his stuff on uh, House of Highlights, and it's fun. But, like, when you watch the condensed games of the Rockets, he's still playing D-League ball. I mean, it's it's when the ball is in his hand, it's it's his ball type thing, and that's what the Rockets are kind of at right now. And I think that's why you're seeing Christian Wood getting the uh, the down performance because he's a good basketball player. He's doing the right things, bat, you know, from a basketball perspective. That's not happening in Houston right now. Um, Houston's the wild wild, wild, right, <laughs> wow, West right now. I like Senjin though. I think he is going to have a kind of a surge here because he can play that style better with the the running gun.
0: He's a little more loose. He doesn't have rules. Uh, he can yeah. thrive in chaos. I, th- I, th- I think Wood is being punished for being a good basketball player on Houston right now. The fundamentals are lacking for him to to succeed. Yeah. Um, but John, anything stick out for you
2: here on the Rockets? Well, you know, another thing about Wood is he's just a traditional. He's more um, as as traditional of a big man as you can find these days. He definitely, you know, shoots shoots from range more than you know the, your 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 traditional bigs of yesteryear. But um, <clears throat> I think like this team is so devoid of point guard talent um, that it's really kind of you know sometimes they it's it's sometimes I think of point guards as kind of like the tide in the NBA As you, you know, a good point guard lifts all the boats, you know, the, good the tide raises all the ships. Whereas conversely, no po- And I don't even think it's because they have a bad point guard. I would say this team literally does not have a point guard on the roster. I think Kevin Porter Jr. is a more natural shooting guard. Uh, that's what he, you know, naturally he would play that position. I wonder um, I mean, is there something here for the Kings? Like there's not a lot of great talent that I think would be available, but I feel like the Kings with their wealth of point guards, um, maybe there's something here. I, d- I kind of doubt it because all their point guards are young and interesting and the Rockets probably aren't going to trade Jalen Green for uh, De'Aaron Fox, for example. But um, if, if you could get like De'Aaron, What happens Fox- with John Wall? He's just been broken man he's out I mean,
1: does, does he play in the nba again
2: maybe next maybe. year but it doesn't look like anything is going to happen for him this year unless the rockets trade him and i don't think the rockets are actively looking to deal him.
1: well you can't trade a 46 million dollar contract
2: for this that the, that's semi-true
1: <laughs> so there'd have to be a buyout it's just it's a bizarre thing but
0: mm. It's a, it's a, it's a standoff, uh, an old old standoff here. But um, for fantasy, like, are you, it looks like Drake is supporting Kevin Porter Jr. here for fantasy. Has he been consistent enough for you? It looks like he's dealing with a thigh issue right now. Um, He's been all right uh, since I got him. And the the
1: thing is in our league is we have such a, a deep roster now and we have the ten um, man league. It's it's mm-hmm. you know easy to keep a guy like this around and throw him in there. So and it's actually I picked easy-
0: him up last week, early November it looks like first yeah. November. 4th. So it's been yeah. a good seven days trial or I guess sixteen days. It's it's the sixteenth. Yeah, run, I bet. He, he's he's staying yeah. probably. Uh, I, I have, have, I have a, an issue cutting him. That's my fault. <laughs> Um, but I guess let's let's just shut the rockets down and move on to something that's more interesting. Uh, we got a question from Justin. He's asking who is starting for the Cavs tomorrow night? No Mobley, Allen, or Larry, and it sounds like no Kevin Love. Let me pull up the Cleveland Cavaliers, and uh, I'm just gonna uh, go-
1: Dean Wade will probably play
0: in that uh, position.
1: That's. Uh, maybe where they're at yeah dean wade will play they might they might have called up taco tacos on their g league team yeah so it's probably taco and you'll see a lot of dean wade and then a lot of um just the guards and Mm. the forwards playing so you'll see if you can pick up like an Okoro, that man's gonna play a lot tomorrow I Like the
0: Chede play. I mean, he he yeah, a great play. If he's still points. around because more shots for him, right? So he is,
1: and he plays well with the team. So that's a that's a good pickup. But
0: so I'm just trying to look at who like there's so many O's here. I'm just trying to look and see who they got. So skeleton's they're, rolling, they're rolling with Tricky Ricky, Garland, Chede, Akoro. Uh what's this Dylan Windler doing? You see anything for fantasy at the moment? He's kind of not Windler's good. a popper. You know, yeah.
1: he'll, he'll have some games, but I I wouldn't pick him up in
0: fantasy. Uh has Denzel Valentine been anything here for for these guys, kind of just a uh, getting minutes the last okay. few games. So he's he's getting in uh, there. I think I think your guy to pick up is Dean Wade and Okoro. So what 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 alarms me for Wade is the 35 minutes last night, no points and eight rebounds, uh only 10 points. So <laughs> if he can get, if he can get the eight rebounds with the points, then you're you're probably looking at something here. Um and so let's talk about Mobley though Drake. What uh, what can you tell us here with this injury? Uh they said it was
1: just it was a 2 to 4 week elbow injury is what I heard. But um I think they're yeah, it's just a precautionary move. He's going to they're going to take their time with him and kind of work him back. So okay. It, it's a big hit to the Cavs because Mobley's rookie of the year right now and and, and he's, he's been playing a- extremely well. He's playing extremely well. I mean,
0: he's an all-star right now. And he's been the reason, you know, for how he's playing. Is- so him and Allen
1: and Markkinen, when those three are back, it's it's gonna be great. I don't. What is Allen's injury? We are looking at
0: and will be back
1: the uh, next game. I think he was in that COVID thing protocol is- thing.
0: It's non-COVID, so maybe maybe just out tomorrow night, and maybe yeah. back for the next game here. So, Allen should be so against- when Allen and Markkinen come back, you'll
1: you'll see more of what the Cabs want to do, and then when Mobley's back, they, they add in the one of the best pieces there.
0: So, all right. So has been out since the third with with this COVID stuff, so he's probably yeah. due back maybe this at the end of the week, maybe the weekend here. So he. That's is- why I was saying the Embiid thing might be longer than we think. And he's only rostered in under forty percent of league. So if you're looking for a guy and you have an IR stash spot available, Markkinen um, will have a heavy, heavy load coming his way. And then uh, I don't know, John. What are your thoughts here on this Cavaliers team?
2: Uh, Kevin Garnett. That's my that's my early Mobley comp. Uh, and I, I mean it from defensive and offensive. Uh, I, I think he might he's the versatility on defense for a big man at this point in their career. um, I I can't think. I mean, I I can only give him the highest praise I can imagine. So Kevin Garnett feels like a really, really solid Mobley comp right now. Um, He's, he is literally, and Drake, you know, can argue if he disagrees, but I think Drake will agree, tend to agree with this. He is the centerpiece of an NBA defense um, as a rookie. And, uh, you know, Drake and I were having a small conversation about this over the past, you know, one of these days over the past last week, and just talking about who is, like, what's the what's the last rookie that came in and played this well defensively? Uh, we had some ideas, but overall, there it's – He's in a class of his own. So the Mobley, the Mobley hyperbole, the Mobley accolades for someone for 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 someone who hasn't even made it into you know the next calendar year for their rookie season maybe seems a little early, but I think it's all well deserved. It's all warranted. The guy is for real. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm I'm like I'm floored that like this is his output so
0: far, like 15, 16 games into his career and like just the growth potential in here is going to be really fun to see and develop and I think uh it's gonna be the Cavs got one man like you guys got one like this is a fun player to build around so you got something to be excited about and uh I don't know I've I've, I was able to see some highlights and some things I still haven't been able to watch a full Cavs game uh but I do want to catch that next Cavs Bucks game uh when they're in town so uh so far so good um, John John
1: mentioned something today that just scared the shit out of me because he said I can't wait for those Giannis versus Mobley mashups. Like, whoa, whoa. Uh, take it easy.
0: <laughs> well, Mobley's good enough to get Giannis for a player two, though. He, he Is he?
1: He's sneaky, um, and I I think you know some of the highlights I've sent you guys. He kind of he's so patient, like he understands the game, and he'll wait for these guys to. Get ahead of him. If you saw in the the last block I sent you, he waited for that guy to just completely run down the court, and then Mobley knew with three steps he could block that shot.
0: So and he's those are some young.
1: and honestly, a big part of that is because Jared Allen is also playing in that lineup. So you have two guys that just love playing defense and love getting after it. So I, I think that has really helped him. Mm-hmm. Too, I, I think that's an underrated part of Mobley's ascendance. Here is that he gets to play with Jared Allen.
0: It's not all falling on him to be uh, yeah one big guy. So he's got to he gets to go out there and cover a wing. Yeah, so
1: he's he's definitely when uh, you're six eleven and you get to go out and cover a six six or six seven guy and raise your arm wingspan. That that's fun,
2: right? Like, Mo- Mobley, yeah, he's he's the perfect power forward for the new age NBA because most teams, unless you're the Lakers, unless you're the Bucks, your power forward is a legit small forward from ten years ago. So yep. he Mobley can guard anyone on the perimeter uh, just about as well as you know the upper echelon wings in the NBA or guards in the NBA. And then he, to Drake's point, he contributes uh, legitimate interior post defense. I mean, he's. As a rookie, he's basically mimicking uh, a, a really good version of Giannis Antetokounmpo on overall aggregate defensive impact. He does it a little bit of a different way, but he's basically ha- impacting the ball on the defensive side as as good as Giannis from like two years ago, three years ago, um, and he's a rookie. <laughs> it's a good.
0: It's a good uh, feeling. I can I can see a lot of fun uh for the future of the Cavaliers with this guy as their centerpiece and uh they just need everyone to stay healthy. What's they that that's their issue right now. They just need to keep it the Got bank. the
1: Cleveland Clinic right there too
0: and everyone's always hurt. I don't get it. But we got we got maybe 10 minutes left in the show. I did see a question here in the trades. Uh Kevin Durant, would you trade Kevin Durant for Cade and DeRozan? Any any thoughts no. on this? I'm keeping KD. Yes. Keeping KD. Keeping KD, no problem.
2: Uh, um, I think I think the KD side wins in this without knowing much about your league size and format. I will say DeRozan is playing... I mean, if you look at the overall fantasy points per game between DeRozan and Durant, it might be the gap is probably a little closer than you think. Um, and then uh, outside of that... Cade has definitely been underperforming to start this year, even I mean, even for a rookie, I think he's been underperforming a bit to start this year. So overall, I think if you if you're a huge, huge Cade Cunningham guy, and you really, really think he's gonna, you know, explode as the year goes on, this might be an okay deal for the Cade DeRozan side. But I I personally, I would take the Durant side 10 times out of 10. Mm hmm. Um we got uh, a question from
0: Aiden our favorite game start bench cut uh, so this is probably some fringe maybe 10 12 guy uh, tell 10 tw- 10- You got to keep Franz Wagner. You think so? I Let's see. I'm, already, I'm just
1: already calling it because um this guy is a, he's he's a fun
0: rookie. I've been so following I was going to say, over the last seven days, he's averaging 27 points per game. The minutes are super high here, scoring inconsistent. It was more consistent earlier in the season. And then uh, the steals, man, he's loading up on the steals here. So that's really great for uh, – this, this is, is a wild. category. This is a really yeah. good category player. If you need steals, he chips it in blocks. So his length is uh, is really nice here. Uh, Cut Duncan. Curry, Robinson. It sounds like Duncan Robinson is – He's playing well the last four games. So I see I see the hesitation here. I look at those last four games and those are some big numbers. Uh it just seems like Seth Curry is is never consistent enough to me. And he's missed the last uh two of the last four games here. Um Drake, you're saying to cut Duncan, keep well now that I saw that, I think we should cut Curry. <laughs> this is no, this is this is really tough. I don't know if this is cut the- Duncan in the past, that's why I said it.
1: Uh he, he tends to have these streaks though. Yeah. And I've been a Duncan apologist. Like, I kept him on my roster far too long last year. So,
0: if I filter by the last 15 days, Duncan's the worst player in current. Starting in France. So,
2: John, you have have quick thoughts on this? Yeah, I think if we're talking right now today, you know, if you're trying to pick someone to start in the next, you know, couple games, I'll take Duncan Robinson until he cools down. Um, you know, one of the best shooters on the planet, but even amazing shooters are, you know, they succumb to streakiness, to hot streaks. And Duncan mm-hmm. is on one right now, so give me Duncan until that's not the case. Um, and then I probably, I, I guess I'll go keep uh, keep Franz on the bench and, and cut Curry for right now. If we're talking season long, um, I might be cutting Duncan and mm-hmm. uh, at least... Because Franz Franz is very young and has some interesting upside. Duncan and Seth, you kind of know what you're getting. Um, and I, I, depending, I think I would probably cut Duncan season long. But I think I agree. I, I'm, I,
0: Franz is the prize here for season long. And then, to be honest, like Curry and Duncan are both roller coasters. You just ride whatever's the hot hand at the time. Um, so that's a good one. Uh, Aiden, I think. Aiden put up some stats here. I, I believe these are uh, trailblazer stats, if I had to guess. Uh, but he's saying this team is 13th in field goal percentage, 12th in three-point percentage, 8th in rebounding, 14th in assists, 10 in points. Defensively, their opponents are they're allowing their opponents to have the 25th field goal percentage, 28th three-point percentage, 11th in rebounds, and 23rd in points. And then he's asking, is that team a playoff team? Um, You're middle-of-the-pack team. So right, nothing sticks out. They're so good. You, you and- could be, you could be, just like we said. So it it is kind of be a playoff team. We we got to get those numbers up. But
1: there. This is this is a league of uh, you know just crazy runs and uh, talent taking over, and that's my issue with the Trailblazers. It's not Dame. It's not CJ. It's what happens after that. Mm-hmm. Right now, I, I imagine this is a very talented team. Yeah, it doesn't right mean now. that they they won't make the playoffs and they can't play good basketball for their coach. But
2: they're absolutely a playoff team. But they're they're either going to lose. They're going to either get a limit. I mean, they're a, a round one elimination in my mind. They're absolutely a playoff team. Absolutely, because we looked at the West, and there's you know, given the the playing game um they're absolutely a playoff team but uh i I think i think there are six teams tripping on themselves in the west to try to miss the playoffs and one of them's going to fail and the blazers are not in that group so well i think you're right the top seven of this west seems locked and then after that it is literally the wild west
0: with the the grizzlies the blazers the kings and whoever i'll take
1: the i'll take the blazers over the grizzlies
0: okay that's fair but I, 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 just, I can I can respect that. The Blazers are they're a playing team. They're they're a playing yeah. play-in team, and I think if you, you guys are hitting it right on with with I'm Dame. Sorry. I mean, they they could end up you know winning that playing tournament and, and be, being the seventh. They could
1: win the first series.
0: So it, it, it's all up there. It's all it stops. It stops at some point, you know. This ride ends. Uh, but we got another real quick start bench cut. This one's a little more interesting um, because I've actually was looking at Stephen Adams as a player here on my team, and I was like, do I need to cut Steven Adams? Like, I don't know. Uh, you look at the last seven days, uh, Kayvon Looney, 27.6, PJ Tucker, 25.2, Steven Adams averaging 31. Uh, any, any quick thoughts stick out to your heads here? I think
1: um, you have to keep Adams. If he's playing that many minutes, you're going to get some good Adams games. You'll get some of those average ones. PJ Tucker's minutes are eventually going to
0: have to go down, right? I would imagine um, – and he's, he's on a four-game really nice streak. Third, he is, but look at those minutes. He's probably a guy that probably belongs more than the 23 to th- 26 minutes per game. So I think he is looking like the more long-term cut decision. Uh, but Kayvon Looney, I don't know. He's he's kind of wild the last few games here. I don't really see much ceiling. He'll pop up every now and then. So I don't yeah. know. Which one – I'm, We're I'm keeping- probably cutting Looney. Tucker is still a good piece.
1: And then he's right. start the Adams.
2: John, Yeah, Tucker, I'm cutting Tucker no matter what we're talking uh, season long or just this week. Um, Tucker is the epitome. He's the poster child of the good at basketball, but terrible at fantasy basketball group. Um, I love the guy, but he's just he's he's a a true role player. He's obviously on a hot streak right now, but um, he's not he's not a Duncan Robinson when it comes to hot streaks. I don't think his has a lot of legs to it. Adams is probably the guy I like the most of this group. Um, I just feel like him and Ja are starting to kind of gel. Um, and after looking at that Looney stat line, I mean, the, the Adams stat line is definitely all over the place, but Adams has a, a much greater track record of sustained performance, whereas Looney has kind of always been a fringe rotational player. So For, for Looney's, oh, he's playing in a game right now.
0: That's why he's only got six minutes in this game. Uh, but the last three games: twenty minutes, twenty minutes, and twenty-nine. If he can stay above twenty, he's a guy that could be on and off rosters in ten and twelve-man leagues. So just keep an eye on him. Uh, but Tucker, that's probably a pull down uh, as the, the season gets on. And then we got one more start bench cut question here. Let me fire up these names. Uh, let's get uh, let's get Josh Hart in here. Let me remove which Morris. <laughs> We'll find a more. We'll we'll add all the Morris's we can add. Is it is it is it one of the twins or is it Monte? <laughs> all right. So uh, if we had, we're gonna just, we're just gonna add the Morrises, man. We'll, we'll diagnose this. <laughs> we're gonna be thorough here. Ooh, there's a Jalen. I didn't even know there was a Jalen. So gotta... it, the Morris twins are out, and it's definitely not Jalen Morris. So all the Morrises, besides Monte, uh, we're looking at here. The last it's be Marcus isn't it, and. We're going to just remove those. So the last seven-day stats, they're all within 26 to 29 points. If you're looking for consistency over the last 15, that's where Josh Hart kind of takes control here uh, with more minutes and a few more defensive stats. And then if we hit the last 30 stats, uh, Monte goes down to 22, Josh Hart 25. So just off those filters, I'm liking Hart. Let's take a look at these numbers here. Um, Some herky-jerkiness going on here. But I, I like those numbers for Hart. Derrick Rose, I feel like is just a
2: he's he's an emotional roller coaster. Um, yeah, I just assumed Rose was going to be the best of this group by far, but he's got definitely got a bunch of duds in his. Uh, I think I'm choosing Hart. Yeah, I think I'm choosing Rose style. as my second
1: guy, and Monte is a free agent in our league, so.
2: Yeah, I'm fully aligned with that. Morris has had nothing but the, the perfect opportunity with uh, Jalen Murray. Or, Jalen, Jamal Murray being out this year, yeah, and I mean Morris is just—he's a—he's a—he's a bench guard. He's—he's performed. He's He—he does well when he's not on my team. Right. <laughs> he does well. He, he does well when he's coming off the bench. Yeah. He's a guy.
0: He's Morris is a guy you add when they have a double. You know, back to back. You know, yeah. you got two games. You steal it. Uh Rose and Hart are the keepers there. So uh but i don't know you guys we got a few minutes we got a couple minutes left here before i gotta get ready at my seven o'clock you guys have any final thoughts or things to be uh excited about for the next week we'll be going live next tuesday night i think we kind of agreed on so we'll see you guys on tuesday but any final thoughts or things you're excited for the rest of the week
1: i'm just uh excited to see how the the schedule plays out you know we'll have new new fun things to talk about next week
2: and, uh, I, uh, I'm just going to keep watching Pistons games until uh, they become good. So I'm not, not, not sure how long that will take. I don't think it's going to be this year, but they're they're an interesting basketball team to watch. If you ever get the luxury to watch a Pistons game, you you absolutely don't know what you're going to get, and I would recommend it. I think by the time the
0: Pistons are good, John will have a full beard. Uh, and He'll be ready uh, for the Pistons to have some fun. Uh, but that's going to do it. We'll be, again, live next Tuesday night. Uh, thank you guys so much for your time. We'll see you uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. have a good one. peace.